Tell me. When's this podcast going to blow up? Mate, I've been doing the calculus and I think roughly in six weeks. Six weeks? How do you... If we... You're not promoting it enough. Is that the problem? Well, there's many problems. I just thought if I just uploaded it, people would just like, it just blow up. I thought that's the way content works, right? No, what you got to do, I think you should do a bit of search engine optimization as well. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the most painful thing. SEO, brother. SEO. Uh, You know, I did get in the headspace briefly where I was thinking that was a good use of my time, but... Oh, it works for, you have to do it for corporate sort of stuff. Corporate. Oh, yeah, you would, you would, you would. Corporate. You have to do it for this. Not not for a podcast. I'll give you nine weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Okay, here's another question. (laughs) Yeah, or me either. Everyone's thinking, well, I just listened to the other I'm doing this for the glory. I've told you this. I'm doing it. Glory-seeking, young, My ego is not big enough. But, okay, put it this way. Do you think it will blow up at some point? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, I don't know. Yeah, look at that self-belief. Believe in the, <laughs> believe in the project, man. All right, it's gonna actually. <laughs> let's take a page out of Think and Grow Rich and, and turn into Think <laughs> and, and Think and Grow subscribers. Well, the, the point, the point I was fishing for. Oh, this, sorry. This kind of no, don't be sorry. Be happy. I didn't give it to this, you. I don't this, think. You probably did. This U curve of certainty idea, mm. which I don't know if that is confusing to you, but put it this way, I. I know I have a very I'm pretty confident I can tell you what I'll be doing for the next hour. Right? I could also talk to you about what I'll be doing for the next twelve hours, but I'd be a bit less confident. Right? It's just a, there's a bit more in there, it's a bit further in the future. And uh, there's just a little I like pretty sure, but like, you know, not not hundred percent. But if I was trying to tell you what I would be doing, I think it's seventeenth of September. Whoa, awkward burp. If I was trying to tell you what I'd be doing a year from now, on 17th September 2023, right? Mm. it's very hard to predict, right? I don't, I don't know necessarily what I'll be working on. That's very hard to predict, right? I don't know if I'll be writing. I might have decided I'm going to do something else entirely that I can't even... If I listed, if I did a list right now of things I might be doing professionally 12 months from now, I might not even know. Right, there might be something that's not even on that list. Um, you know, you might, and people might think about this—the job they're working now. Like, how likely is it that you will show up to work on Monday? Very likely. Very likely. Yep. But like, the likelihood of you showing up to Monday six weeks from now, and if I said the likelihood of showing up to Monday a year from now, like the, the level certainly kind of decreases, right? Mm. But if I do, so. The point is pretty obvious here. It's like, where's this bloody going? It's like, yeah, obviously the further away something is, the less sure you are about its occurrence. Okay. I think we can agree. Can we agree? In most cases. We can. I'm going to make a point, but I'll hold it just in case. Okay, cool. But if I say to you, will you be working, you know, in a year's time? It's probably easier to say yes to that than I'll be working this job here where I am. Yeah, right. definitely. And if I'm telling you like, you know, what I'm doing like long term. And so the podcast example is like if we if we have this uh, previous episode in the Myth of Thalia series, we talked about asymmetric bets. So if we're continually improving with the podcast, if we're continually people are listening, those people might not listen to every single, but they might come in and out. They're aware of its existence. There's more likelihood of them talking about it. Maybe we're learning and improving. You know what I mean? There's more trust. There's more... All these things start to become reinforcing for other people coming back to the podcast long term. 
right? So the chances of the, the podcast kind of blowing up, whatever the hell that means, kind of increase over time. But I can't tell you exactly when it will happen. But I, I can be quite confident that it will, it will happen based on what we know about it and the importance of these topics and all that sort of stuff. Potentially might have been the wrong word then. No, but, but potentially is correct. I felt like it was we correct. We have no idea. Yeah. We don't know. It might not. It might not. There's a good... Right? Yeah. And, and also... By this point, who cares anymore? But there's more of a chance of it. Like it could probably, it probably will happen at some point. Yes. But it's, we're not sure if it'd be six weeks. Not sure if it'd be two years. Not sure if it would be five years. Right. If the quality is good and the consistency is, uh, or like the long-term commitment to it is there, mm-hmm. the more time we're giving ourselves for this thing to happen, more likely it will happen. Don't know when. So this is what I call the U-curve of certainty, that you can be very sure, it's probably, because you can picture these thing on a graph, right? And it makes it probably makes a U-shape. You can be more certain about something like very specific and simple happening like right now, you know, like very, very near in the future, right? We find this with the weather. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard to predict the weather, right? And like, will it in the rain, short term, will it rain in the next, can. yeah, will it rain in the next hour is when we can have the most confidence about saying whether it will rain. But when the newsman's telling me, telling me what's going to happen next week, he's not very like, it's, it's like, he'll say it, he'll make out he's confident, but like, it's the way it's never really right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if I say, will it rain in 2023? It's like, yes, but you, you, you've lost the ability to kind of even remotely predict what sort of days and maybe winter, maybe summer. Sydney's weird. It rains more in summer, I swear, these days. So you can be very confident about things long-term, but they tend to get more generic. It's not specific. Mm. Right? So someone who's working hard and trying lots of businesses, right? You might say, I think they'll be rich, but I don't know when. It's something Robbie said when someone invested this app with him, one of the investors said, you know what, Robbie, you'll, you'll make something great. I hope I invested in the one that of your companies that will. You know what I mean? Like this guy's going to have a whatever big company at some point. I just don't know if it's this one, but I'm going to invest in this one. Yeah, because this is the current opportunity. These these future potential companies don't exist yet. So it's like I know it will happen, but I don't know when. So how do you then gamify that? Right. Well, what it is is you, as long as someone say this Robbie character continues to be like conscientious person works 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 well is good and honest and everything like that and you just keep investing whatever he does even if this company doesn't make money if you if you find that to be true and and it usually is because if imagine like how much do we learn from a failed company it'd be amazing education right mm. amazing life experience your chances of subsequent business success disclaimer hashtag that's not everything that's not the everything to live for oh right Sorry, like, sorry to burst your bubble. That is, that's the way, that's, that's the, the confidence probably goes up. Unless there's something about the person, like they're just ignorant, but that's, that's different. Like, okay, well, that's, that's what's literally stopping them from working with people well and whatever, right? I'm not just saying at all costs. So this is the funny thing. Why, who cares? Because it's this big picture view. That if you have a long-term view and you don't get anal about the specifics, right? So say my comp, say this, I use my journey, Sydney listings. Like 
it's easy to get 20 years. Sydney listings is Australia's number one real estate agency. And, you know, this is like, I have 500 staff and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm making this much and I've gone into all these other industries. You want to try and get specific about it. You, you, like the level of certainty about that is very, 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 very low. And it's very, if people see the link between this and another idea we've talked about in the podcast, the thousand doors, there's a huge link. Cause like you can keep opening doors, you know, you're going to end up somewhere great, but you don't get to know specifically what that might be. Just like, I don't know what I might be working on next year. Just like a year ago from now, there's no way I would have predicted what the book I'm writing about or yeah, a year ago, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Cause we just launched 18 lost two days from now is the one year anniversary. And then Paul was introduced to me after. So there's no way I thought I'd be doing a book about the workplace, but the confidence I had that I'd be writing was high. Yeah. Generic. Right. And that might seem useless information. But it gives you clarity around what you can invest in, I think. And also the example of the real estate, the 20 year vision, I'm a bit tongue in cheek about that example because what people start to do when they do get, they want to be specific and long-term is they start to work really hard at controlling reality. They work really hard at trying to create their dream because they're hooked on outcome. The nature of that thousand doors idea was that the best thing that can really happen to you somewhere long, long-term in the future is probably, it has to be something that you can't tangibly put your finger on and, and name. That is, that is a, a nature of a, you know, it's almost mathematical to me, that understanding. So if you are able to get your 20 year vision and goal, it's probably actually the worst case scenario. It's like the opposite slingshot. <laughs> Best case scenario is probably the worst case scenario in a very specific, narrow way, but in a lot, in a, in a very generic. And that's why I think, you know, we, we joke about, you know, Kumbaya people. And stuff. So you're talking about people who are very, can be very like a spiritual or, or, or you know, feely, feely. And, and why they speak in such generic terms is because the high level, big stuff is so hard to put into words. Mm. It's, it's very generic, like helping people find their purpose. You know, like it, this is very flowery. Language becomes very flowery when we're talking about the deeper things in life because they go away from the place that words can do justice. And the fool tries to verbalize them. Like God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. It's probably easier to understand God by listening to music than, mm. try, than an intellectual explanation, right? So, or, or a God like thing for people who might be at a particular journey in their whatever they think about as God or atheism versus all this. And I don't get lost in that point. So that's the beauty and the mystery of this U curve of certainty. Now it has radical implications if you, if you agree with it, but I'll pause because I think this might be a bit dense and you can try and bring me back to reality. If I'm getting too well, I'm Joe here and like, does it, does that so far kind of, make sense is well, the first question you curve of certainty <laughs> what i've gathered so far is more about yeah. if you keep it general yeah you have more certainty on yeah. a longer time frame yeah right but i'm kind of thinking what is the relevance to failure mm. yeah so the relevance to failure is that you remember like asymmetric bets mm. so it's like if you decide that for the next for some reason your passion so 
you want to solve problems, right? You want to solve problems and you love technology, right? So you're, you're probably thinking entrepreneurship, right? Uh, the U curve of certainty, right, is that don't do, if you feel sufficiently lit up by that, don't just do one and get disheartened if you don't manage to really find a kind of solution there, right? Because if you have a long-term view, it'll, it'll almost, the, the likelihood that it will all work out with one thing is very high if you're giving yourself like six, say you've got six attempts, say, or, or 20, 25 years of doing it, right? If you, that's the beauty of finding things you love, right? You will persist, like film. So this is like a very, we're talking about very, we're talking about very creative professions and stuff like that, music and stuff. And, you know, you get disheartened by one song not working out. This series about trying to stack the reasons for you to, for things you love, not just because like you're trying to be successful at all costs, but for things you love to, to support you, give you all these pointers of the same thing of like, just do them because the long term will take care of itself. That the more time you're given it, the more attempts you make, the more shots you take, right? The, the more likely like you can have increasing confidence that it will work out. Like I'm doing the first fiction book I've ever done now. Like I think it'll be all right. It might be, it might be dog shit to a lot of people, right? But it's, it's learning. And if I keep doing fiction books, I don't know if I, I don't need to get attached to doing fiction books. I don't necessarily feel like that's just something I need to zero in on necessarily. But like, you know, do you think, do you think like if I do four or five, what are the odds that there'll be all the other benefits of doing it? Apart from the joy of doing it, do you, you know, what do you think the chances are of all these other joy, you know, from it? Mm. And, and, uh, all the other kind of like, maybe I can make, you know, make money, sell more books, all that sort of thing. So it's like, it's with a long-term view, the chances are way higher, but I don't know which book, <laughs> I don't know which book might be, you know, a bit of a more of a commercial breakthrough, let's say. I don't get that. I don't get to know. And if I try to control it, I probably do worse writing. But I can trust that these long-term odds to work in my favor for all the other stuff. Yeah, I think. Um, so this is where the application for me comes in. And, and if I can another add a part point, that go go there before I would just part add a point, and also yeah. the I'll let you get into part two in a moment. That's right. Yeah. The being specific also takes you away from just the audience of none aspect i feel yeah like for example if you're trying to set something yeah if you no, this, a, this, a better word than specific is probably narrow i think as well narrow yeah, yeah if you're trying yeah. to be too narrow and like trying to write every line of it yeah yeah i, I agree yeah it takes away the joy mm. what we talk about in this podcast is how, is the journey of us trying to figure out how to live how to enable beautiful things in the future without living for the future but living now hmm Right, and it's like it's a, it's the too good to be true scenario, and the reason it's possible is just by suspending attachment to glory, really, <laughs> and 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 stupid things for their own sake. The part two of this is also the how you do things, and process. This you can so what you'll find like okay here's this, Luke, how do you go about educating yourself about investing? Right, who do you learn it from? Right, this is like that have already done it. Yeah, but in terms of like there's no there's no investing degrees, right? No, you do it. You just right. It's 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 this funny thing to learn. Yeah, right. And 
Do you have a suspicion of why that is? Right? Because if I'm, if I'm going to be a lawyer, there's kind of like pretty conventional kind of training. Where, you know, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the, you know, it's, it's pretty much more, there's much more structure to it, let's say. But if you're talking about something like investing, it's like, how do you go learn that? You got to—I don't know. You think you got to start somewhere, and you end up just merging a bunch of bunch of different principles together, along with your own experience. Yeah. All right. So Warren Buffett, and that will be a bit different to like Ray Dalio and vice versa, right? And and stocks and all that is very different to like angel investing. Is very different to investing in property, right? So you got these examples, yeah. and the reason is that investing is a term is like a very like we talked about this like an aggregate term it's kind of like say we, i use the example of saying sport mm. right so if someone said to you i want to learn sport you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah right or i want a career in sport it's like that's great but like wouldn't you have more clarity around what you actually what within sport would you be doing sports is this really kind of umbrella term for mm. a very wide range of things that have one thing in common is that they tend to be turned into games and they tend to be physical, physically performed things, right? The, what the other links between them are kind of like very tenuous. And so investing is often people look at it as this one thing. <laughs> so the aspirations around it are always very different. What people are seeking when they come to like understand investing is very different to what the people who really practice it ends up being their experience and so they don't tend to prescribe much they don't tend to train you know because because there's all these different it's really about getting like a an insight into something specific mm. investing more refers to like the just the the action you have to a specific knowledge so for example if i understand if you understand telco companies really well you might become an investor in telco startups Right, I don't, know, I don't know why, but let's just use that example because you worked in them and you understood them and blah blah. Yeah, blah. Now sure. some people obviously there's stockbrokers and all that, but with, you know they're doing something like very very yeah different. Yeah, you know I mean, and so what they really still have to do is understand why a particular company is undervalued or. But, what, for example, like, Peter Lynch will in in his book one up on wall street talks a lot about yeah. how the analysts there's so many of them and they most of the time have no clue what they're talking about exactly. because they're looking from the outside yeah and they don't have an understanding of they don't have an it, inside it, understanding of something his whole point was you have find at the shopping center find at the shopping center <laughs> what do you want to buy what yeah. do you know yeah what like those sorts of things yeah and warren buffett and charlie munger seem to focus a lot on what's the management like yeah what are yeah, they exactly. like ethically yeah exactly so it's very different emphasis it's not so it's not uniform right yeah and so we have aspirational things like the reason why investing is such an interesting example is very aspiration right because in a lot of people's minds investing is code for money easy money <laughs> yeah. making a lot of money yeah making a lot of money and, and quite low effort that's yeah. what it's code passive for in their mind, right passive passive income passive income yeah right? It's, it's, it's just, it's just a and, one investing seminar away. And then you, yeah, you open the door and you're like, oh, this is not as simple as I yeah. thought. Yeah. And it's never as simple as you thought. So why I bring this back to the U curve is that for complex things, it's the U curve of certainty for me is also the U curve, U curve of truth in terms of like that same pattern we're trying to describe is same for things that 
like when you're trying to be truthful and you're trying to understand how things work right so take investing what it is i think for things that are complex right like weather is complex there's so many factors going on that the best you can do is pretend to be an expert on weather Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ultimately to yourself Mm. like it's just so complex there's so many factors going on like upbringing right children you can't you can't shift a child to be a certain way the more you try to control a child the more it just becomes the opposite of what you're trying to turn that child into you just let it and model it humans are complex systems all right there's no like this is how you understand humans here's the here's the book on it because someone would have written a book on it right people try all you do is Robert Greene will talk about like, yeah, it's so complex. Here are some of the things that are going on. Yeah. Right. And there's layers of depth and layers of depth. and layers. So complex things, it's very hard to actually advise and guide people on them because they're so complex. Right. That's why there's no uniform way. So investing, right. This is the U curve. It's very easy to give people the three steps to start investing in property or stocks because it's simple it's small and it's very short term, right? It's very like go on and create an account. But yeah, exactly. Right? It's create an it's account. So All right, now what? So you can create a lot of value helping people get started in a lot of things, yep. even investing. But if you're trying to help people get from zero to a million dollars income from like, it's very, very hard to guide because what worked for you is unlikely to be what will work for them. Right? If I'm good at understanding people, maybe the manga, like understanding management is what I should focus on. If you know you're, you're, you have experience in a certain industry, you probably better, you might be better off going there than property. Right? So you've got this complex middle. And so this is the problem, big problem with education. Right? When we're trying to help people with complex things, it's very hard to prescribe and give someone the way. Because what you're doing is you're wading into the middle territory where it's just... A million different ways and we refer to one so this is like sales is like this right so this is confusing when you try to understand how do I learn sales because there's sleazy sales and then there's people who are just like really good at understanding mm. you know what I mean and some people are salesmen as an extension of just listening and some people are like sales like well I haven't I haven't listened to him but once I won't say it, like I was, I was thinking of Jordan Belfort mm. of like a push, more of a push. That's not fair because I haven't really digested his stuff. It's the energy I get though. Mm. And it's like, it's tactics so I can get you to buy something I want you to buy. And, but both are called salesmen. Yeah. Entrepreneurship well, is like this too. You got some people like, oh, we need to create this because there's this problem. Other people are like, how do I become like Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> <laughs> so the way that they engage with it is so different. And, and then so this is important when you talk about failure because the more you try to take the way to, to get your thing you value, the more you try to get it from out external sources, especially things that are complex like art and all that, the more you're waiting, you're just waiting into the complete wrong thing. And to me, there's so much more, it's such so much more of a peaceful process to just lean into your own experience and be content to do. We talked about the Tim Ferriss episode, like, Start, fail, and learn by those asymmetric bets you're taking. Mm. Because you, you probably enjoy it and so you spend less time listening. Because the reason you can do that, because you think, but I don't know how to make films. I don't know how to sell. I don't understand marketing. 
I'm not a writer. I am afraid of podcasting. Don't know if it'll work out. You can put anything in there in that sentence. All right. Like you feel like you don't know. You're not, you're not ready. You need someone to teach you and go by all means and be taught by good people. But with the U curve and the asymmetric bets and that stuff, if that works for you, that is a way of doing it. And it's kind of this never expecting or demanding when things will work out and, and not putting it, not putting the burden on your lifestyle. Um, and it's not make use of education, but a lot of education is disguised as education and it's not really going to help because of this kind of thing. If something is complex, meaning that there's just so, so much going on that you can't actually unpack it and dissect it. Right. Mm, I had this. Ex- you know excuse I mean? me. I had this experience in, I think the third episode of the podcast we did. Yeah. We were talking to a physio. Yeah. And we've wrote, we've written down some questions, and yeah. we've said to Mr. Patrick McNamara, who's a good yeah. physio, saying, yeah, "So what is? How do you not get injured, or something like that?" And he's yeah. like, <laughs> he's, "Like you could tell he's very polite and stuff yeah. like that, but yeah. the question's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like where do we start? Yeah. yeah. Someone that has really in depth." Yeah. knowledge about yeah. something also yeah. understands that they still don't know a lot about it because yeah. it's so complex it's so same complex. with the interview we did with with a dietitian yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. a nutritionist it's yeah. like there's so many everyone is incredibly different yeah and then within that layer yeah like there's so many different very it's it's very difficult to that's crazy isn't it yeah so it's interesting it's very interesting so it's just like my biggest habit, how do I even use this, right? Mm. Like I just look at something like writing and all that and it's easy to, I was just, you know, telling you, I was catching up with a friend this morning who's, you know, he's, he's our age. So we're, you know, I turned 28 in two weeks and you're already 28 and we have a lot of friends who are getting married. We have friends, you know, Luke owns a property, <laughs> <laughs> exposed, conventional, conventional. Well, we have to cut that out. <laughs> and uh, Luke has a mortgage. <laughs> The bank owns my property. He's (laughs) just falling into the bubble. Um, You know, but people do all these things and it's easy to take something that you really want to do and just because like feel like, but that's not going to, I can't, you can intellectualize about, you can listen to 10,000 podcasts about, oh, no, no, you just do you and there's no, you you don't have to do anything by a certain age or anything like that. But we know the existential flu thing that, just the astro the dog will, will still bring in that stuff will still feel like oh but you know i won't be doing this by a certain time but to me it's these these ways of thinking help me be authentic because i know that if say it's writing say it's a you know, I don't know maybe concert student maybe it's the podcast or whatever all these beautiful outlets and what i think really matters and not they're sitting with the challenge of not trying to delay what's important and create excuses what's important it's very easy it's very easy to kind of pull the wool over your eyes a way of living that is not reckless by anyone's definition but it's still like enables me to be comfortable while on that journey doing those things Mm. and to hopefully enjoy them while i do them because i I just you just get this faith yeah this is a good way this faith i mean it's not sitting there thinking, no, no, Joe, it's all right. Remember, you curve of certainty. Like one book will have commercial breakthrough. I just don't know which one will be. It's, we go through, we talk about this and then you just absorb it. And what it really, the real learning of this sort of stuff is, it's just, it's just 
part of you. It's not something you have to remind yourself. Mm. You kind of soak it in, these principles. And then, and then if, when you're helping others, when you're opening doors for others, you can then maybe, if this is a way of explaining something that makes sense, that can help them make sense of something. Because there's a lot of excuses around, well, I won't, excuse me, I won't do a podcast or I won't go for that job because it, it won't work. But when you, over, when you change the relationship, when you reframe the relationship with failure, that opens up the ability to, to take multiple shots. You know, you talk this week about, um, you know, the intimidation of talking to really senior people in your company, mm. and the astro that's going on there. But now you feel you're doing it more often, I think, <laughs> assuming, and you feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. This scary thing, which is so relatable, right? I have that. Most people, like someone in my industry, further ahead. So like everyone has it. The, the child within you, the astro, is like scared of rejection, scared yep. of not love, scared of feeling unworthy. And it's trying to protect you from the, f- confronting that reality. But, you know, but, but you can, you become, once familiarity comes, that won't fear you. And then you're left with all these possibilities. And all we're trying to do in the last couple of episodes, it's anti-fragility, asymmetric bets, U-curve, is to try to outline the view of the, the possibilities of the real reality. Because this is the reality. And this is like, it's very, it can be very distracting when you're trying to educate yourself on how to do X. And really most of these things we talk about, especially things that are creative are complex. We'll never understand them in like, we'll never understand them the way we understand like the ingredients in coffee, right? It's not just all these different parts we put together. It is, it is complex. So you go away, you go away from trying to control the ingredients like you do with podcasting, you and Dom. You kind of went away from you have the questions but you kind of tend to just go beyond the questions in your yeah. head, right that's yeah. that's what we're talking about here it's like that's the mvl that's like that's the safe the safeguarding i think it's not the totally callous approach yeah but it's it's i do this work so that i have this it's like the insurance that's the insurance hmm. let reality be your insurance policy just let the fact that this will work out on some level in long term and i don't need to know what exactly it will look like and that's the excite. That's the gift. That's the key. Not point. the scary part. That it is. The next episode we reframe risk entirely. Right. So what is really risky is actually riskless. Right. And and let that be your insurance policy. <laughs> Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's the framing. This is your actual insurance policy. Yeah. Instead of what we normally call security. Yeah. If you think about sales as an example, yeah. I've talked to you about this. Yeah. I've gone from swinging from a very, very tactical, yeah. you know, what's a classic sales is, is like qualifying questions using tonality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. using yeah. tonality, enthusiasm, all these different things, which I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you woo! But you find that you do all those things unconsciously yeah. and there's a uh. heuristic for it. If you're, I mean, even just being enthusiastic, that ties into your point hmm. is you don't need to know when you go into a sales conversation. Yeah. If you just want, like seek to understand is probably the best oh, heuristic. Amazing. Yeah. And you, but it frees you up hmm. to stop thinking about, okay, have I asked question number six? Have I, and it's like you, it just works better because you touch, you touch on something amazing, which I actually forgot, which is when we talk about the U curve, you're talking about the other end of the U curve was high level 
generic. Mm. But so the other thing is that I forgot about, it's like saying the, another word for that is fundamentals. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now the thing with fundamentals, I really feel this is a really big part. So if we want to get tactical, it's only really worthwhile getting tactical about really micro things. And I forgot this macro micro distinction. So really micro small, like how to make coffee, right? There might be multiple ways. I'm not a barista, but like you can be tactical about it. You don't need to understand the fundamentals really of making coffee, right? Or they might be so obvious that you just get them very implicitly. Mm. But when you talk about sales or writing or something or creativity or living a good life, <laughs> you can, and investing, and I forgot this about investing, you can, you can talk about the fundamentals of it. Yeah. But they're not the specific, um, you know, I, and I was talking to someone who is a listener to the podcast last night. Uh, I won't mention name because uh, it's just very good honesty but we're talking about the episode i made i did it solo on like six ways to financial freedom which was obviously it's a bit of a trick yeah uh in a way like because it obviously talks about all the ways of all the main outlets are actually not as simple as they sound and probably the best thing to do is like find something you love because then it might be investing in property or it might be music but that has investing opportunities if you proficient in it and and it's like, yep, that's that's true because that's a fundamental, right? But it's not as sexy. It's not as like, how am I going to get the reward in a year? How am I going to feel like I'm making gradual progress towards, you know, the fundamentals don't give that. It's like reading Seth Godin talk about marketing is a good example. I remember someone saying to me once, yeah, Seth Godin is like, cause he's one of the most famous people for marketing in mm. the modern era. And you go, yeah, I love Seth Godin. Yeah, he's good, but it doesn't tell you like exactly what to do. Because yeah. he only talks about fundamentals. And when your mind's in linear mode, fundamentals are, are, are generic. They're the end of the U-curve. Yep. They're the answers. But you have to figure out how to apply the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, You don't get the full train ticket. The mind shifts when it's linear thinking, when it's more doing dopamine-based tasks. So your work and stuff like that will put you in a mindset of linear thinking. Because most work is that monotonous yeah not correct it's the it's the it's the we're recovering from the industrial revolution right mm -hmm. it's the don't think just be a robot right it's much more to that in the spectrum so that pushes you into linear thinking so that's why people think about their lives in very linear ways it's so conditioned and you're swimming in that pool so often you come out you're still wet mm. you know it takes a while to dry and so you start to, if you're going to do something on the side to like quit my job or whatever, you start looking at things very block oversimplified categories, like nine to five and entrepreneurship equals freedom. You start <laughs> to do all that. And then what you do is you're looking for tactics and, and answers. When every job is completely different. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so this is the thing, but fundamentals are the other end of the U curve. They're generic, right? Like investing. The most generic but true and wise thing to say about investing is find value where others can't see it, right? It's like saying live a meaningful life. Mm. It's so true. It's such an important, powerful statement, but it's so generic that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it also means everything. So the real way to send the message to live a meaningful life is not to write it on Twitter but it's to write a whole book about something that seems about entirely something else. And then the last line is live a meaningful life. And that's when that line says so much when it's, you've gone through the whole you and picture you like a dip 
So this, this pattern is something rifled throughout nature. And it's so important you put that up because I completely neglected that. But those fundamentals, the fundamentals are everything. And when you're in a, a present mood, when you're satisfied with your present life, you can appreciate fundamentals that you can build up from those foundations. But the, the, tr the truth of things is you're only given the foundations because the joy is building it. <laughs> the other people who just want to see the building and just want the cheap materials and want you to give them the cheap materials to do it, will just have that and then they won't be satisfied because it's that journey of, I built this. Mm. That's the tacit, that's the human experience. So it's such a sin when we're put in places that take us away from appreciating non-linearity in our life and in the universe on a spiritual level on a career level on a creativity level so this is why this idea for me is pointing to something very profound in nature very profound and i remember liam i'm gonna throw liam under the bus here because <laughs> liam worked with conscious student he should know he should have a high level understanding of education but i remember he did this speaking course and he's like talking about this tactic around, you know, varying your voice. So he's like, he says, Alex Homozi does it. He'll start off very low and humble with a point and then he'll build up, build up to like something else. And it helps like really bring your attention in. And that's and what, that's like a tactic. That's sales right? one as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then I realized the I just heard myself bringing my voice really down Yeah. while I was talking, but I, re I did it totally unconsciously. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking, I was never thought about that tactic, but it just seems when you're in flow, natural, what to do. But you, you've got it. You, know I mean? you don't built. have to. It's you've got it built. It's, it's built, built in. It's built in you by something deeper than we understand with a, a, a totally rational mind. But that's the generic. That's when the generic yeah. leads you to. The fundamental is get into flow when you speak, which is actually talk about something that matters to yeah. you. Yeah. If I was talking to you about carbonated water, I would have to, I would have to like try to bounce tactics in there because I don't care enough about that. Mm. And that wouldn't get me worked up and excited. <laughs> but once you do, once you find things you care about, tactics are just such an afterthought. You tend to just do them without knowing exactly what they are. That's the powerful thing. So courses and all that, usually my impression is so many ways we have of teaching people and online courses and all that tend to be like a, a bundle of tactics and a lot of books are a bundle of tactics and when you read it or when you do it oh it's like oh it's great because dopamine's just firing in your brain from like oh this will get me to the linear outcome this will get me to linear outcome this will get me to linear so the payoff actually happens while you're doing it when you go to apply it to reality mate it's so fucking hard if i'm trying to think of tactics while I'm trying to be in the moment, listening to you, monitoring what you're saying, right? Trying to communicate. And I'm trying to like assemble tactics in my head. I'm lost the actual. <laughs> yeah. Well, because if it's like trying to read a speech versus like just talking to people and knowing mm. the dot points of what I have to say and just allowing it to be free and being open. You, 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 you might succeed, but only in the most basic sense. Because what you actually, you've become so non-creative and linear, you've shut off all the openness, right? It's like the best landing page won't follow, best sales landing page on a website won't follow like someone's sales page blueprint. 
it'll be, I'll tell you for sure, it'll be something without the box. It'll be mm. something you don't expect to see on a landing page. It's like, well, this person's just being fucking real. I resonate personally. Like I'm always very touched when people read the doorman thing on my website and, and, and they said it make them feel something. I'm like, oh, that's very rewarding because I feel like someone else wrote that using my hand and there was no tactic behind it. I was like, oh, this is a great way of trying to explain what I, I'm trying to do, maybe. And this is an image and, and it, just, it just came out that way didn't think about it much and that was and then that was perfect there was no tactics no guides consulted nothing and any of my best work has always come that way anything i'm most proud of not just necessarily one hit but just from or through me you know someone else takes over and 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 does it something greater and conventional education is so far from understanding that and embodying it and even the, and a lot of the course creators are a long way off understanding that. Long way. It's like, well, this is how you make a book. <laughs> if I was doing a book course, I'd, I, I, I already have, and it was called 18 and Lost, so are we. <laughs> and I was teaching myself how to write the same time as I was teaching other people how to write, mm. which was do it. And then, all right, these are the obstacles that person has. All right, that's the person, obstacles that person has different because you can see what they are you just pour water through then you see where the leaks are mm. <laughs> yeah and some people didn't have leaks you know the two girls bless them tyler and gab they just bang right i was like these guys are shit on me as a writer <laughs> <laughs> i just saved you tens of thousands of dollars in courses guys but this is the reality you mean you could just start writing? You could just do it. Too simple. No. I don't like no, it. I need the safety net. So that's the U-curve. That was the most important part of it in memory, but you had to, you jogged that. So thank you. That's why he's here. You know what? For that, you can come back next episode. Oh, thank God. Are you going to pay me it's next on episode? on a contract by contract <laughs> basis. Yeah. As soon as I pay myself, I pay <laughs> you. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a fairly, yeah, that's, there's a lot there. So I draw, draw the line there at that U-curve. But I think, I, don't, I think that is very applicable. Yeah. That in itself is a fundamental. You know I mean, that doesn't tell you what to go do with... So someone can use that for their sales education. Another person can use that for looking for a partner. Mm. Right? Like, I don't know when I'll find a partner. The more I try to control it, I'll just be gaming the outcome. And it, there's such a high likelihood you just try to take someone else who's not a good partner for you because you need to get married by a certain age or you need it to happen two years so you feel like you're progressing with your life. But the U-curve approach to finding a partner is, well, you know, what's the fundamentals of like, all right, I'll just have to love myself. That makes me attractive to other people. You know, the more comfortable I am in myself, the more I will... Um, you know, be present and understanding of someone. So even if I get in a relationship, it can be a healthier, more chances of being a healthy relationship. You know, if I keep doing things I'm interested in and going places and, and meeting people who share my interests, the math is that I'll meet someone there. <laughs> I don't know who it'll be. I don't know what they'll look like. See, I don't have the specifics. Do you know what I mean? I don't have the cardboard. I'm not walking around. I'm going to this this seminar next week with a cardboard cutout of like, Hey, I'm looking for this kind of person here. So this is my ideal wife. I manifested it. Where is she? But you know that you will find that person. Mm. 
right? And this is what a fundamental is. This is why linear, trying to do the linear education thing is, is even if you could do it, that's the worst thing. It's like when people are trying to do something too linear, it's like, I think the best thing that can happen to you is you fucking don't succeed. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is if you get what you think you want. Because the, the gift is the failure. Because that, that way reality can be the teacher and show you what's, what's real. So you can actually enjoy it and live a good life. And that's the thing you don't get to control. You don't, it's the thousand doors. It's just opening the doors. And, and that, in doing that, you control the odds in your favor. And you will meet the partner. People will meet the partner. You know what I mean? But you can use the U-curve way. And someone could use it for sales. And someone could use it for you know any career. But a fundamental is like, but how does how does the same thing that works for sales work in marketing and work in you know dating and, and work in like painting and and so that's what a fundamental is. It's hard to trace. It's not uniform. Mm. You know, and that's why people often discard them. So the more people discard them, the more valuable they are. Because you deeply understand. People, people should pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next episode. I think the next idea is my favorite. Even bigger, I think, than this one. The Risk Seesaw. Mm. So excited. The, the, the final, what's the word? The, the culmination of the Myth of Failure series. Right up.